What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Dan Zerotny, who's a co-founder of NutriSense. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Hey, it's going well. Thanks for having me. It's a little snow in Chicago, but you know, it's still fun. Oh, you're in Chicago. It must be like very, very low on the temperature side, right? <laughs> this is the warmest winter in a long time. Usually I'm used to pipes bursting because it goes negative 20 degrees and you have no hot water for like a week. But this year around, we've actually had a couple 16, 70 degree uh, days, which is insane for February, January. I mean, this is the winter city, right? Yeah, totally. I I live in Arizona and I would say 60 is like, you know, getting on the cold side for our winter. So it's just, it's all, it's all <laughs> yeah. perspective for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I uh, appreciate you you being open to coming onto the, the podcast. Looking forward to learning more about what you're working on. For people that haven't heard of your company, what are you working on? What is NutriSense? Sure. NutriSense is a metabolic prevention company. So the idea here is we provide you with hardware, software, data analytics, and personalized uh, humans to help you understand your health in real time and let you drive decisions that make you own your health rather than react to your health. And what I mean by that really is we give you this thing called device called continuous glucose monitor. And you guys might have heard this before. Uh, historically, type 1 diabetics have been using them to manage their disease. But we've realized that this is a good device to really understand how to catch things ahead of time in order to prevent disease from happening in the first place. A lot of people ask, like, well, why I want to wear something that's been around for managing disease? And there's a couple of factors. Number one is right now in the U.S., one third of Americans are pre-diabetic. I mean, so think about that. That's three people sitting in a room. One of three people is pre-diabetic. That's 89 million Americans, right? I think we as Americans are incredibly great marketers. And as much as we're great at marketing, the negative part of that is we're also great at marketing terrible food for you and a lifestyle that is not sustainable. And so a lot of these diseases like prediabetes, di diabetes, heart disease are oftentimes due to poor lifestyle decisions, right? They didn't exist a century, two centuries ago. Why are they existing now? And so we basically said, what if we give you this piece of hardware that tracks glucose in real time and also provides software analytics on top and a human, you know, everyone these days throws around the word AI, AI, everything's AI. And so we see companies in the marketplace that go from AI and a lot of the consumers simply get overwhelmed, right? The average person we call a lot of times Minnesota mom, you know, she's like an accounts payable at some company. She doesn't have time to sit there and learn about AI and how this works. And there's the other side of things where it's spectrum where everything's super manual, a human being just doing manually, you can go in person, you know, they're taking notes by hand. And we said, before AI takes over the world, there has to be something in between. 
And in between is the combination of machine learning plus the human working together. So it's scaling a human being, but the human being's always in a loop. And that's why we added the personal dietitians to the platform where they constantly talk to people and help them analyze the results at scale. So walk me through, like if someone wants to sign up and, the, sure. and become a customer, can you kind of walk me through in, in the first months of someone's experience using NutriSense and what they could experience and what they'd have to do, what they, yep. where they report the stuff and things like that? Yeah. So it's interesting. Our customers range from people who might have type 2 diabetes to a range of pre-diabetes, PCOS, thyroid issues, to weight loss, to the other extreme where Olympic athletes try to hit their performance goals and really like set the Olympic record. Because nutrition is such an important facet of all our lifestyle, people don't realize it, but it's, you know, it's one of the four impacts of everything, which is nutrition, stress, sleep, and exercise. Those four really impact everything around the way you feel. And ironically enough, they also impact each other. You know, if you have poor sleep, you're going to eat poorly. If you have poor quality diet, you're probably not going to want to exercise and it keeps going in a circle. But let me take a step back here. So based when somebody goes to our website and they sign up, they actually fill out a health questionnaire. And that health question, they determine what is their goal. They claim that. They said, I want to hit the new Olympic record or I want to lose 50 pounds. Based on that, that gets routed in the back end to our team, which evaluates and decide, who do we assign? What dietitian do we assign to this individual? So if it's an Olympic athlete, we assign them a sports nutritionist. If it's someone who is dealing with some weight loss, post-pregnancy, we assign that. Uh, and so then based on that, their journey is very different. So when they, when they start the platform, they get a device in a, that comes in a box. They put on a device that tracks their glucose in real time. They'll use their phone. And then what's happening is dietitian reaches out through the app and they say, okay, this is your goal. Do we understand this correctly? And they go, yes. And they lay out a journey over the next 30 to 90 days of what is it they're trying to accomplish? How do they get there? And what is realistic? What is not? I think a lot of satisfaction in people's lives is about what expectations are versus reality. So if someone says, I want to lose 300 pounds the next month. They may lose 30 and still be upset about it. But if you actually think about it, 30 is incredible. And so really setting up expectation of what's reality here with hard work, dedication. And based on that, that's how we determine how to work with these folks and set up on this platform, really, in this journey. And where did the idea come from? Obviously, you're talking about the problems in the world and why this is necessary based on the market. But you personally could work on anything that you wanted to, but you chose this. Well, why yeah. NutriSense? And tell us a little bit of the origin story of why you're picking this path. Sure. So I was working in healthcare consulting specifically, and my job was to optimize profitability for hospitals and insurance companies. And one of the things people don't realize a lot of times is optimize profitability for those organizations are oftentimes at odds with actually improving the global healthcare system or even the U.S. healthcare system. And so I wanted to do something from a noble cause. And to me, the things that really close was preventative health because of the crisis we have. I also like the idea of fertility. I think for you know we have fertility issue in the United States. I mean, last time I read something over 40% of people are not having kids by age of 40 in the US, which is a dramatic exponential change from what it used to be historically. Um, and the third one is education. I also think our education system has a lot of things that need to be rebuilt. We see this innovation of fintech all the time and crypto and wireless driving, but healthcare and Education, two things have been around. They look the same as they did 5,000, you know, forever. People are still teaching books and classes and super expensive. It just doesn't make sense to me. So those two, those three areas that I mentioned were always ruminating in my head. And I was in California and I was getting lunch with one of my friends and he pitched this idea to me. And he said, do you know anything about continuous glucose monitoring? 
And ironically enough, I actually knew a lot. One, my sister was type 1 diabetic, so I've seen the, the hardware itself go from insane prices like $5,000 to become more affordable and also just improve dramatically. Second part is I was working a system, so I understood the business of healthcare and how it's changing dynamics. The third part is I wanted, I have this passionate goal that I want to try. And there's always that point in life where you're like, if you don't, if you don't do it now, it may be a little late, right? There's always this part where, you know, if you have a family of kids and you just can't just quit and just do some crazy because you have someone's support. And this point in my time, I said, okay, I'm in this point where I'm getting close to that situation where I won't have opportunities later, but this point I do. So why not take that chance? And the worst case possible, it doesn't work out. And then I go get a job, but jobs are plentiful. And so that's how uh, we started it. I quit my job two weeks later and we started NutriSense. Um, the irony of this is the way we started my co-founder, Alex, he's been in a serial entrepreneur part of this and he comes from engineering side. So I quit my job and he says to me, all right, so there's really the beginning two parts, build and sell. What are you going to do? And I said, well, mine is finance strategy. I can do budgeting, financial planning. I could do some controlling, some analysis. And he's like, what are you talking about? There's two of us. There's no money in our bank account. What are you? Then I was like, all right, okay, then I'll build. What do you want to build? He's like, go write some code. And I was like, I don't know how to write code. Remember, I'm finance, healthcare consulting strategy. Like, and I'm like, all right, well, I'll write out the strategy models. Again, what are you talking about? So he said, all right, well, like, do you want to market? And I said, well, I don't know how to market either. So he's like, so what the hell are you doing here? And I looked at this guy and I said, I wish you told me that prior to me quitting my job. <laughs> and his panic set in. I was like, oh boy, you know, do I have the shame of going back and telling my boss, like, hey, can I please come back? I had a very high paid job where my job was travel the world and just network with CEOs of big corporations and have nice lunch and dinner. So it was really fun. Uh, it wasn't very stressful, but very exciting. Or do I try to figure this out? And I said, you know what? Let's give this a go. And the first thing I did was go to Google and type in how to market on the internet. And I just created this big Excel file with hundreds of strategies. You know, Pinterest, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, SEO, billboards, train billboards, like everything you can imagine, like uh, checkout counters at grocery stores. And then I basically made this big file and I went to my co-founder. I'm like, all right, what's my budget? And he goes, zero. I'm like, what do you mean zero? And uh, he's like, well, we don't have any money to do this. And so we have to show product market fit before we raise any money or get anything going. I'm like, all right, this is interesting. And so then I just started going through what's free. And I went through this <laughs> one by one over, I think I had like a hundred few strategies on there. And I was left with like six that were free. And then I just started executing those six. And then out of those six, two worked for, did not work. Um, and that became for us influencer marketing and also marketing in uh, Facebook groups, right? And I started doing those and I started working a little bit. And I think within two weeks, went from like this fear of like, why did I quit my job to two weeks later, we had something like 16 or $17,000 in revenue. Uh, recurring revenue. And then he said, can you go do more of that? And I said, okay. And then they got to 30,000 next month, the 50 next month, they just kept going up and up. And then I hit a point where I was like, all right, well, I kind of spent, I'm spending all my time doing this. And he's like, oh, well, now you got to figure out scalable. First, the unscalable. You do the unscalable stuff. Let's do the scalable stuff. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? He's like, well, now we have some money right? because we have some of this revenue. Now let's use this scale. So then it became more scalable channels of Facebooks, the Googles, Instagrams, uh, and try to relearn that. And over time, we built up and about three, we're about three years and three months into the company, and we're now about 175 full time people working here. So, made some progress in time. Yeah, totally. That's an incredible story. Appreciate you sharing that. 
And like, you know, because you came from such humble beginnings, just two of you, you didn't have these skills. And now you obviously have those skills and more. Where do you see the company going? I mean, if you were to look into the future, 5, 10, 15 years, like what does that interest look like then? And what's your big vision here? Yeah, I mean, I think the big vision for us is this. We think that the world of hardware is going to change. Right now, we're tracking just glucose. We think that over time, hardware is going to track more than glucose. It's lactic acids, ketones, it's testosterone, estrogen. Really track as much hormones possible in real time, number one. Number two is annual physicals. People do these annual physicals. We want more of that data to ingest and really provide people context of what's happened in their body. If you think about the current methodology of the way medicine works is you go to your doctor annually, sometimes even once every two, three years, you do your annual physical and they tell you, looks like some numbers are off, cholesterol, lipid panel, whatever it is. And you ask him, what do you do? What do I do? And the doctor goes, work on more and eat better. What does that actually mean? And what if I've been, I've been eating better or like, how do I improve this? And so idea of having this context over time, that's the goal. So the doctor can just open a portal and see, oh, they've been eating X, Y, Z. And actually eating better for Matt is definitely eating better for Dan. And we see this all the time. I mean, like we see this with coffee. There's people who have coffee and it's incredibly good for, actually good for them. Other people, it's incredibly bad for them and other people, it's neutral. And so when we see these studies, the problem with all the research we see coming out is that it's all about the averages. And averages forget that, you know, if it's terrible for you and it's great for me, if we average this out, it's actually okay for both of us, right? But the irony for individuals is terrible. And we see this over and over. And that's the problem when people just use averages and we need to personalize things. I mean, I think a very critical thing I've seen a lot is, this is something I'm just shocked by, is the difference between women and men when it comes to intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting, the last couple of years blew up and everyone's like, intermittent fasting, lose weight, improve every single metric you could ever think about. And we see this where majority of men, we see some data because every single person, majority of men will see huge benefits of intermittent fasting. There's some exception, but a majority of men do. With women, once they hit like 16 hours of not eating, you actually see the inverse relationship and you should start seeing negative impact because you see cortisol rising. It's actually causing their glucose to go up. It's causing adrenaline impact negatively. And you see all these women getting negative side effects and actually start gaining weight from intermittent fasting and negative impact. And yet everyone says, intermittent fasting, intermittent fasting, like for who? And that personalization makes people adjust. And they see that data, they're like, whoa, I should not be doing this. If I stop at a certain point, it, they're able to effectively get to their goals more uh, faster. And so the goal here is to provide this personalization and with more data, but also... We saw during COVID, people realized, wait, you don't need to do it. You don't need to get in a car and drive to an hour to your doctor, sit there for 30 minutes. They talk to you for two minutes and then they give you some, you know, generic advice. All of this stuff could be, that could be scaled and could be done online faster, digitally. And so idea here is over time, all health professionals should be more effective. We believe that over 85% of doctor visits don't need to happen in person. They simply do not. And again, people transition to this whole, like, okay, I went from, you know, in person, so now I'm doing Zooms, but I'm only doing 10 a day. Why can't it be 100 a day, 200 a day, right, if it's effective? And that's the goal here. The goal is to really radically change the healthcare industry where health services both are scaled, so it's cheaper, while simultaneously people are getting more personalized advice. You know, because I think last time I looked, the number one reason bankruptcies happen in the U.S. is because of healthcare bills. People get sick and they can't pay them. Yet the irony is that most of this shouldn't happen in the first place because the sickness happens due to poor lifestyle decisions over decades of time. You know, people don't go from, hey, I'm healthy to have cancer tomorrow. From healthy to have diabetes. Almost every single thing, if you catch it ahead of time, you can 
stop it, you can reverse it, or you can treat it and you'll be okay. And yet we are a country of prescribe, manage, and cut instead of prevent. And that's the ambition over time for us. And if there's people who align with this or want to become a customer or want to learn more, like where are the different places people can connect with you, like on the internet or sign sure. up as a customer if they want to connect with you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, on LinkedIn, add me on LinkedIn, Dan Zerodny. Uh, I, especially if you're a founder of a company, I love mentoring people. I think one of the things that I've learned very early in life, and I wish that I even learned earlier, is what not to do is more critical a lot of times than what to do. Because there's hundreds of things coming your way and you can do hundreds of things and saying no to 99% of things uh, is so critical. And so by having the ability to say like, hey, I've tried this. It didn't work. Don't do this. You'll save hundreds of hours and then you'll be like, whoa. Then I can double down on what's working. So LinkedIn anytime. Uh, you could check out Nutrisense.io. Interestingly enough, we now own Nutrisense.com. Uh, you know, <laughs> but we were starting a company and Nutrisense.io was $7 a year. Nutrisense.com was like 40000 so back then we couldn't afford it, right? So we had to buy Nutrisense.io, but we do Nutrisense, own Nutrisense.com finally. It took us a little bit of time to get there, uh, but you could check it out. Don't buy anything. You don't need to spend any money. We do have a ton of content and all our content that I think you should read is about health. Sign up for newsletter. And it's all about how to improve your health long-term. The goal here is to have radical change in healthcare. You know, if you look at right now, we all pay for insurance, yet most of us don't even use it. And yet it's one of the most expensive things that happens in our bill. Like, look, why are we paying for your company paying for it? And it's such low quality. That should be moved toward products that provide value and health outcomes and improvements, not simply for these enormous companies to generate profit. I mean, look at any of these enormous corporations is how much every year profits keep improving, improving, improving. No matter market's good, market's bad, market's neutral. Healthcare companies are constantly just making more profit, right? And that needs to change. They need to be accountable and actually drive changes in our health improvement as a society. I love that. And like, I'm sure people listening align with that as well. So, I mean, now they know they connected with you on, uh, on LinkedIn, they can check you out on your website and, it, and yeah, and they can learn more through your different content. I appreciate you coming onto the podcast. I think what you're working on is obviously extremely important to the, to the world. Um, but it also like even people listening to this po the, this interview, I think, learn something new based on some of the things that you said. So thanks so much for coming on and best of luck making this into uh, into the company that you envision it to be in five, 10 years. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate it.